Man, so uh, I have two things in my house right now that are both potty training. Okay. One of them is my son, and the other one we'll get to in a little bit, but we're potty training our dog. We bought a dog. What? So yeah, we're potty training uh, two animals, because my son is basically, basically an animal. Uh, what kind of dog? We got a miniature golden doodle. So it's like 15 to 20 pounds. Like that's as big as it will get? Uh-huh. Like knee high. So they're not like a full-grown poodle that's a little bigger. That's only a little bit heavier than Guinness. How much does he weigh? Like 11 pounds, 12 pounds. Yeah. Man, I hope he's bigger than Guinness. The picture what, made with him seem a little... Well, I don't mind a small dog, but I was hoping it was like a medium dog. Because you can get like a toy golden doodle, which is like... You know, yeah, like a foot long, kind of like a Yorkie like four or something. Pounds. Yeah, so maybe it is going to be the size again. Now I look at Guinness. Yeah, he's probably like that. Maybe it's just because Guinness is so skinny that he yeah. doesn't look like filled out with hair. Yeah, he's really skinny. <clears throat> but anyways, it'll be fifteen to twenty pounds. And uh, the main reason we got it was you remember Hurley, our God rest his soul. He didn't die. He just not. <laughs> I was like, wait, yeah. what happened to Hurley? <laughs> but uh, uh. he was just wild and crazy and barked a lot and jumped and was like out of our control maybe that was partially our part our fault <laughs> i mean but he is a farm dog true he's he a, nip at my heels all the time like get the heck out he's of here an australian shepherd yeah and uh so i told me and my wife had have always talked about getting a dog since getting not getting my dad took early and we talked about this before and we decided going into buying one that we weren't gonna buy one unless we had the money to buy one that we like with could not shed like won't shed uh, mm-hmm. A little bit smaller than like a 60-pound dog, which is what we've had both times. We had mm-hmm. a pit, and then we had Hurley. So Mercedes found this lady uh, way out in Chandler who had bought this golden doodle from a breeder. She has, I have all the paperwork and everything. So it's like a night. It's for sure a golden doodle. And um, normally they're like $1,800. Yeah, $1, super expensive. Uh, she sold it to us for 500 bucks. Nice. Because... Man, she stole. That's a hot golden doodle. She stole it from the breeder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me see the paperwork. They're gonna be, they're gonna be... <laughs> and uh, she just they bought it. Uh, her and her husband, and then they they decided they they can't they couldn't take care of it. They have kids too, and they just you know whatever. I don't know how much they bought it for. You buy a dog that expensive. I'm hoping you're not just giving it away for 500 bucks. Yeah. But uh, she's like, yeah, if you want to come pick it up today. So my wife was texting me like throughout the day like oh i found this dog oh i found this other dog oh i found this dog but then she found this one and i was in like a meeting or something and i wasn't responding when was this this was on uh tuesday okay and uh we're in i'm in a meeting and i like see her texting me i'm like oh it's just about like she found another dog so Mm -hmm. i just wasn't like texting back or anything or looking at it and then i opened it at the end of the meeting and she's like i made an executive decision i'm like sweet (laughs) (laughs) i bought the dog (laughs) Uh, so uh, she drove to Tempe Like they met halfway I guess Tempe was half And they she picked it up Dang Brought it home And then on my way home from work I bought all the necessities mm-hmm. And then tomorrow Or no I keep saying tomorrow Wednesday uh, I have to take it to get like some shots And whatever Nice It already has like its first round of all of them Parvo and everything But Are you going to uh, take it to puppy school? <laughs> I mean Guinness looks pretty good right now So maybe Yeah look at Guinness He's just She chilling. actually looked into it She's looking into the one at I was like, well, Bogus did that with Guinness, so maybe, yeah, maybe I could talk to him about it. It was good, but yeah, we should do something. Uh, 
it's it's only 10 weeks old so it's still pretty young so yeah we got a dog and it's it's potty training but it's doing way better than malachi (laughs) because the dog the dog only has had like since tuesday like one accident inside maybe two Mm -hmm. and uh it knows to go outside if we leave the back door open like a foot it'll just go outside on its own you gotta get one of those uh doggy doors well we already have one built into our home when we bought it there was a doggy door oh, built in. okay so he's not quite tall enough to get through yet oh, okay so hopefully once he gets a little older we can teach him how to use it which would be great nice malachi on the other hand can't teach him to use a doggy door <laughs> <laughs> we're uh potty training him too and it's just awful like not even we can't even get him to go to a toilet like he knows mm-hmm. how to go to it to- like if we say hey let's go potty in the toilet we'll walk over take off his pull-up he'll go on the toilet but other times on the toilet or in the no, toilet? like in the toilet. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then other times, uh, we'll like let him run around naked because we're probably training and trying to get him to not have a diaper on. And he'll just like go to the corner of the living room and pee on the floor. It's like, bro, you know how to go to the toilet. Every day we take you to go to the toilet. And the uh, other day, like a few weeks ago, it's like a few weeks ago, uh, Mercedes was walking out back and he's out there just taking a dump outside <laughs> like an animal. <laughs> And he pooped on the floor, uh, pooped out there in, in the grass or whatever. Like just in the middle of the yard. Just like in the, I th- yeah, I think he was out in the grass, like at least in the grass area. And he stands up and then he steps in. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, uh, it's been quite the. Did he care that he had just stepped in his Yeah, I think he's poop. like, my foot, my foot, which is disgusting. I... <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, it's been quite the, uh, well, this last week, it's been just crazy because we got the dog. Yeah. But Malachi. So we've kind of not given up, but we're just like, man, maybe he's not ready. Fenway took three days, and she was done. Fully out of diapers, in underwear. Wow. How and old were, were they the same age? She was. It was just before she turned two in February, and we potty trained her right after we had uh, Malachi. So she was just after two. Like It was like yeah. right at two, right after two. Malachi's going to be three in November, you know, so he's far you know, he's already past two. And, um, we were talking to some people about it, like with boys, apparently it's a lot harder to potty train them. Mm. And I was mentioning like, yeah, he's going to be three in November. Like we're trying to get, and they're like, Oh, you know, if he doesn't get it, it's okay. Like it's, but I don't want to, like we went to Costco today and bought two sets of diapers Mm -hmm. and baby wipes. And for all three of those things, it's like 150 bucks. Gosh. And that's not including the other things we have to buy from Costco, you know? Yeah. So I'm over buying two. We've never had to buy two sets of diapers until having Luella because Mal- Fenway was already potty trained when we had Malachi. Yeah. So hmm. anyways, all things to look forward to for you when you have a baby. Dang. Well, that sounds pretty exciting. <laughs> you sound <laughs> enthused. <laughs> uh, I'm just uh, – I'm. my mind is drifting just uh, imagining – trying to potty train a human i think the dogs are easier probably yeah like as soon as guinness had a like even before we got his doggy door he was basically completely done with going in the house and now with his doggy door like you have a doggy door now? yeah yeah we oh, put it's it like in, in the, the arcadia uh, door yep yeah those are great yeah do you find that when you open your arcadia door though for you to walk out it's like super narrow a little bit a yeah. little bit. Yeah. It's a it's a little bit of an oversized door. Like, like a little bit wider and taller. Yeah, a little wider and taller. So I think that helps a little bit uh, 
also right now we just don't use our backyard a whole lot unless I'm digging holes. So, did you finish your uh, papers or like uh, your uh, border? Kind of. It, it, see if you can see it out there. On the it'll be on the like middle. All your winter grass has died though. Yeah, the winter grass is dead. Are you gonna plant sod now, or do something? Um, pr- probably not for the summer. Just leave it dead. Just gonna leave it dead for the summer and then oversee it again. No one's in the trying winter. to mow when it's that hot outside. Yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> It's not like I got kids or something. <laughs> to I want to play out. There. My backyard's all weeds. Guinness doesn't even like when the grass is alive, so he won't step in it. <laughs> now that it's dead, he's laying in it. <laughs> it's like, ah, perfect. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so we got some follow-up to talk through. Mm-hmm. My Apple Watch. I see that. Yeah. So last time we did this, I was <laughs> sending it in, and... I was hoping to get a another replaceable one. Another replacement. Not did not happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> no, they called and they're like, "Well, it doesn't sound it doesn't seem like it's replaceable. We can as of right now, the battery replacement is 100 bucks to replace a new battery. But we we don't we're not going to cover that. So it's 100 bucks if you want to replace the battery. Did you push them on it? Did you say I, was like, I well, just got weird. this? I did. I said, "Well, it's a replacement just, from you." Yeah, I I said that and I also said it's been within a year. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And I said, the last one I got replaced was because of the battery issue. So she's like, yeah, just as of right now, they hadn't opened up my watch yet. It was, it was, they, this is like, I was consulting the Apple technician over the phone. Okay. My watch hadn't gotten to them. He's like, well, based off what you're telling me, I don't think it's replaceable. When it gets here, we'll call you and say, Hey, it's just the battery. We can replace it. Or we're going to tell you there's another problem and how much it'll cost. And if you, you can decide what you want to do. So I got it back. I, I sent it, they sent me a box. I sent it all the way in. And I got a call like a week later that said, it's not just the battery, but there's some issues with other hardware in the Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was something wrong with it that I did not, I did not share over the phone, which I, don't, I didn't even ask. I said, okay, that's fine. So what's, what's wrong with the watch? And they kind of went over the hardware and some other stuff. And they're like, so basically, it's going to be about 260 to fix it. Hmm. She's like, so you can choose to have us fix it. We'll send it back to you. Or we'll send it back broken, or you can recycle it, and we'll for the environment, whatever they do. Yeah. And I chose just to have them recycle it, and I went and just went and bought the newest, not the newest Apple Watch, the Series Three. Yeah. For two twenty. Yeah. Save me forty bucks. <laughs> well, not really saving forty bucks, but I don't, I don't, I would have paid more money if I would have just got replaced. Which is, it's like, can I just buy one from you and you mail me back a brand new one or something? Yeah. So that's. Hmm. I feel like you could have made more of a stink about that. Yeah, maybe. I feel like there's more of a stink to be made. Partially. Kind of like Malachi. There's always more of a stink <laughs> to be made. <laughs> I probably could have like dove a little deeper. Because I'd really want to press them on that of like, so I got a, war- a warranty replacement from you, and within a year, that watch is now completely dead with multiple hardware issues. Like, how is that my fault? How is that my fault? If you gave me something that within a year is completely dead, mm-hmm. good point. So, regardless, I have a new Apple Watch. <laughs> it's the exact same as any other one, though. I mean, it's a Series Three, but there's really yeah. no difference in the Series Two and the Series Three. You don't feel a big no. What's mine? Is Series Two? Is yours the same as my other one? I think so. Yeah, but what color is yours? Yours is space gray. Space gray. <clears throat> so mine was not space gray before. Yep, mine, mine Series Two. Mine was that. Oh yeah, shiny. You, black. you had the. Uh, the steel yeah this one is the space gray aluminum yeah which i like a lot better 
I like it. I don't like the shiny finish. It's lighter too, I think. Yeah, and the band on this one is in black, which I don't know. Is, is yours black? Yeah. This is like a gray oh. that comes with it. Okay. So, I think yeah. mine's black. I don't know. Is that the same? Maybe. This is great podcasting, holding <laughs> watches up <laughs> side by side. <laughs> so, anyways, I went to Walmart, and at Walmart they were like two fifty, and I went online to Walmart. Brand new, two fifty mm-hmm, for a Series Three. Wow, that's 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 not too bad. It's not too bad, but I went online to Walmart and it was two twenty. I was like, "Hey, can you price match this?" So I kept. Nice. I was like, "Sweet, thanks." <laughs> so it worked out. So it all worked out. But that's sweet. Yeah. I wonder if I didn't they have, have it any... for like a week, and I felt very like out of it. Yeah. It, it's so weird that that would even be. I talked to my wife about. I was like, "Should I just get like a new one since I can't replace this other one?" She's like, "Man, you just love that Apple Watch." Like not making fun of me saying like man you like use that thing all the yeah. time i was like i know i get i get good use out of it and every day i didn't have it like when i would go to the gym it almost and this is awful but i felt like i wasn't doing my workout because it wasn't tracking any of my things <laughs> i'm like man i'm not I gonna have no know evidence what... <laughs> that i exercise <laughs> so um oh funny thing sorry this is totally uh off track of me getting one mercedes has an apple watch as well she has yeah. a series one um, the very first one, my mom bought it for her for her birthday in August last year. And she took it off the other day mm-hmm. um, to get in the shower. And the Apple Watch, like, burnt the, the band left like a burned scar on her wrist. The For real. What kind of band is it? It's the same as ours. The silicone? It was a white one. And, like, right here where it lies on her wrist, it left a perfect, like, U shaped mark, probably about a half an inch long right on her skin didn't hurt or anything but it was red and she couldn't get rid of it and today like just now it's like a brownish color like it's going away finally but it was almost like a like a burn or like a do you think it's a chemical burn like did, from this though or like like and it's the first time she's gotten it since august like maybe she was cleaning with something oh, and it like got a, stuck underneath the band maybe or like soap or something yeah could have but anyways it was just interesting i was like man that's kind of odd yeah. That it left that mark on your Interesting. skin. Interesting. I don't know. It was weird. Interesting. So she hasn't been wearing it for like two weeks because she's like freaked out. <laughs> so you better put that thing back on. <laughs> How will you know if you exercised? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I feel I feel <clears throat> similarly like if my Apple Watch died, I'd really want to replace it. My AirPods batteries have started to get really bad. For real? Yeah. I mean, I've been using them for a couple years yeah over two years now almost every single day for a lot of the day probably i was gonna say not almost every single definitely every single day and oftentimes like running them completely down charging them and then using them again in the same day in the same day man that's crazy yeah so that that happens at least a couple of times a week and i still have yet to hear the low battery sound really not yet jealous (laughs) It's weird. I didn't know there was going to be a low battery sound. So the first several times I heard it, you're like, "What?" The? I was like, "What in the world is going on?" Yeah. But now, <clears throat> like, like when I go out to to like work in the backyard, a lot of times I'll have to wear one and and then just alternate because I'll end up every hour and a half, two hours, needing to swap. Oh, that way. Yeah, because it's because the battery's getting so low. Yeah, so. maybe you can get one of those new pairs that they just came out with. I know. <sighs> I'd I heard like they're making to. black ones too. Uh, ooh, that'd look cool if they're like space gray. Yeah, I would like. 
it's definitely something that I feel like I would want to replace oh, if yeah. they were completely dead. Change your life, man. Yeah. Uh, the, the, they're my favorite. Like, like my phone is on the verge of dying completely. Like, you're gonna get it. Out. I've been driving for like over an hour today. I've I've driven for over an hour today. It's been plugged in the whole time while I've been driving. What's it at right now? Uh oh, ninety five percent. That's not bad. Is that rare? Uh, when I left the house before, went and got my haircut, came uh-huh. back, picked up Katie, dropped her off at work, came back, all that charge time. When I left the house, is at sixty five percent. Dang. From and just be, this and morning, was, and that was before noon. Yeah. Yeah. That was just from this morning. Dang. And I woke up at like ten. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> so like, like an hour. It's like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Man, Air, the AirPods. Uh, funny you bring that up. I have another story about that too. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yesterday or two days ago, I was at a track meet for like a high schooler mm-hmm. watching high school track, and you know how when you sit in bleachers, I don't know about you, but I always get this constant fear that I'm gonna drop something down below the bleed because they have yeah. those open gaps, you know, underneath and right above you, like mm-hmm. if you set something. You're going to hit a teenager making out underneath the bleachers. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) Give Uh, me those AirPods back! (laughs) So, uh, I got up to watch a run, Mm -hmm. and somehow I flipped my earpod. I had them in. I was listening to a podcast Mm. by myself. Flipped the earpod up in the air, tried to catch it, and when I went to catch it, I hit it. (laughs) And it went forward, like six bleachers down. And I just stood there like, it's going to go underneath. And it hit the back of a guy in front of me, and then <laughs> fell off and like sat right on the right on the bleacher down below where there's the two gaps it's, on both sides. It's like leaning over. Yeah, the not, edge. not right on the edge. That would have been like oh, traumatizing. But did he notice that he just got he did? Hit he got hit by. He's like, was that yours? I was like, yep. Can I have that back, please? <laughs> Be very careful. <laughs> but in my head, going through the thought of like, man, if I lost that, that would have been awful, and it probably would have broke if it fell through the bleachers. Maybe. I mean, they're pretty light. Yeah, they're pretty light. It's like an ant. If you drop an ant, like, does it break any bones? I don't think it has bones. <laughs> <laughs> Just slams and yeah. it's totally fine. Yeah, I, I think, I, I think there was something, uh, something like that where an ant is is so light that no matter where you drop it, like from how high you drop it, it can't gain enough velocity. To, yeah, to like injure itself. That's interesting. Yeah. Like if you dropped it from like the Empire State Building, what would happen to it? It would just like land. Just crawl away. <laughs> and I think I think part of it is like the the air resistance from falling. Like like it probably would just like kind of float down. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't even drop very fast. I don't know. If I ever find an ant mm-hmm. uh, near the top of the Empire State Building, I'll have to test it out. Oh, what what's the name of your dog? Oh, uh, Jack. Jack. Yeah. What'd you name it Jack for? Um, at first it was going to be Hans. Hans? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was getting kind of tough to say. Like the first day we got it, it was like, Hans, Hans. <laughs> like over and over, I was like, I can't say this all the time. Like it's it's hard, that pronunciation of Hans, that A-N part is very difficult. Hans? To like say over and over. And my kids. Simon <laughs> My kids wanted it because they're a fan of Frozen, the movie. Oh, okay. And Hans is in there. And uh, <laughs> I was like, nah, let's not do that. And we had already thought about Jack being a possibility. I was like, let's just name him Jack. And my daughter's like, ah, I don't want to name him Jack. Let's start crying about it. But his name's Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad his name is Jack now. <laughs> he already knows it. <laughs> so. See, come here, Jack. Good yeah. boy. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, Jack. Nice. Which is easy to say and 
I can scream it and yell it, whatever I need to do. <laughs> I don't know how I could yell Hans. <laughs> Hans! <laughs> Sounds like uh, you're yelling at like a 80s movie villain. <laughs> Hans! Hans the dog. Also, uh, I got my 23andMe results back. You did? I did. You did, didn't look, did you? No. friends. Should I pull it up? Well, no, I want to ask you some questions first. Oh, okay. Just like you made me guess what you were, and I was right a yes. lot of the time. Okay. It's kind of different. I was trying to do it on the app, though, like on my phone, and it's a little difficult to manu- to go through. Mm-hmm. But I will say that you and I are very similar. <laughs> <laughs> I was assuming, did you already see if we're related? Yeah, we're not. Oh. I was like, dang it. <laughs> we do have the same paternal genome that draws us back to the same male in the past. So our dads are related? No, but like our paternal (laughs) gene is brought back to the same area. Okay, same place. Same place. We're related to the same king, This some guy. I don't know. Wait. The Unil, Unil, whatever, I don't know. We can talk about it. Anyways. uh, Can't wait to look at it. What do you think? Like, what do you think I am? Where do you think I'm from? Like, region. Uh, My main one. Predominantly the... British Isles. Yeah. British and Irish is my main percentage. How much Irish? It doesn't it doesn't distinguish. It doesn't distinguish between Irish and British. So it says British and Irish, the United Kingdom is uh thirty nine point seven percent of my genetic. Do you remember makeup. what mine was? It's more than that. You're more than me and I'm 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 gonna hold on, I'm gonna pull mine up just to twenty three and me. Just so that I can compare. I am partially something else though that you were not. Well, my, my considering other, my I other... was like 100% British and Irish. Are you? Was that what it was? It was something, yes. Yeah, so I'm 100% high. European. Okay, yes. I was 100% European. The same. Um, ancestry overview. Um, ancestry. So, uh, yeah, I was 56% British, British and, and Irish. Irish. Yeah. Uh, I'm the next biggest one I am, you do not have listed as part of. I'm going to guess Italian? No, I wish. <laughs> I guess I, I do have 1.9% Italian. I have every single one of mine is from Europe, nothing else. But the second biggest, it's 23% of me, is Switzerland and Germany. Oh, okay. Do you have that? On, I don't think you have that on yours. I have a, a French and German. Um, so that'd be. And how much are you of that? I mean, but French and German would, is kind of Anglo Saxon. Yeah. Like that's where the. Saxony is yeah. French, and then Anglo's, I think, immigrated to the British Isles from Germany. So I it's think that's all. the it that that all falls under northwestern Europe for me. Ninety seven point six percent northwestern Europe. So mine is not broken down that way. Oh, well, kinda. So, so anyways, those are my two biggest. My next one is broadly northwestern European, eighteen point two percent. Oh, okay. And then after that, Eastern European, 16%. Broadly European, 1%. 16% Eastern European? Yeah. Can you see where? Uh, does that... Does it, it doesn't say. It just says Eastern European. All right. But I wonder if I do this on like the computer, if it gives you a better breakdown. Maybe. So you're like Polish or Something. Ukrainian. I could see Ukrainian. <laughs> Ukraine is weak. <laughs> <laughs> and then Scandinavian, uh, 0.9%. Nice. And then Southern European, 06 Interesting. So that's my uh, ancestry composition. 
Okay. Do we want to go into a few other things you, here? Yeah, you can quiz me on uh, on some some fun. Did you quiz me on like health proposition, <laughs> <laughs> or is that kind of health uh, predisposition? Predis- <laughs> that might be a little personal. I think <laughs> I did a little bit. I I uh, under like what I carry, like my carrier status. I had no variance detected. Yeah, like all. no carrying nothing, nothing, zero percent, zero percent variance detected. Under my health predisposition, though. I had a couple variants or a okay. couple uh, things found. Um, I'm just gonna tell you what they are. Yeah, yeah, are, yeah. Just tell One me. of them is I'm uh, I am increased risk at late onset Alzheimer's disease. Oh wow! My, and I don't know if I have family history of that, but interesting. Diagnosis usually starts at like 65 years of age. So Mercedes is like oh, I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> like thanks <laughs> what's that supposed to mean um, uh, were you like freaking out reading it and you're like ah oh, thanks yeah thanks a lot the other one i have uh which i was not surprised at but parkinson's disease i have no variants detected mm. but i have family that has parkinson's but i don't think parkinson's is, is a genetic disease interesting um another one we have similar uh, age-related macular degeneration yep which is what you had as well yep um celiac disease i pulled variants for that Mm. And then the other one that I pulled variants for, which I didn't even know what it was, was alpha one antitrypsin deficiency. Hmm. Which what um, is that? It is. These are the variants. So the the alpha one antitrypsin deficiency variant, if it's found in your your code, um, there's two that they test for, and if you have them, you are more likely to develop lung and liver disease. Ooh. So obviously, there's things that help prevent it you know not mm-hmm. smoking exercising eating well, all those things occupational things like what do you do for a living so anyways that was the other variant so that one and alzheimer's were the only two that i feel like are pretty like things to be aware of if i yeah. like have a physical or talk to a doctor or whatever interesting so, hey, this is something that came up the other ones the macular degeneration like and celiac disease yeah <laughs> i'm not i don't think i'm it, it's increased rig for i don't have an issue with gluten unless i don't know did we talk about this last time? It's not just gluten, right? It's like other things. Or what was yours? Was yours not celiac? Uh, I didn't have an increased risk for celiac disease. What did no. you have, though? It was um, something related to... Like, it was pulmonary... Oh, no. Hereditary thrombophilia. Hmm. I remember. So So that's my health predeposition. Oh, I guess I did have a slight increase for celiac disease. I remember we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Slight, slight increase. Very little. Here you go. Okay, so we'll go over some traits. These are fun ones. Yes, the traits were the fun ones. So, uh, I don't know how to ask them, though. How to, Let's see. I don't know what this is, but... So, uh, does, it, does it start with dandruff at the top? No. It's in alphabetical order, so a, there is a bunch of different ones on here. I guess I could just ask you if you think I am or not. Okay. Do you think that I can match musical pitch fairly well? No. Yes, that's right. How do you think that? You don't think I can? What's the deal? <laughs> In my head, when I read that, I was like, huh? <laughs> that doesn't mean I am this, though, right? <laughs> uh, uh, this one's... Out, out here, let's let's test it. So, Oh, like being able to tell what note it is? Ooh, like yeah. match match that note. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, you, you, I can you match matched it. Come yeah, on, that's homie. good. Oh, man. <laughs> Can I smell asparagus in urine? Yes. I can. Do I have upper back hair? 
I'm going to say... Well, you're... not do I have it, but do I have the gene that would pr- bring that on? I'm going to say, like me, it says likely little upper back hair. That's true, and I have little upper back hair. It's because we... we... I, I just uh, assumed that that was a broadly Northern European <laughs> <laughs> trait. Uh, bald spot. Am I likely to have bald spot? Yes. No. No bald no? spot. No. Oh, bald spot. congratulations, I think, bro! <laughs> I know that. Well, I don't think that means balding. It just means a bald spot, which would be like the back of your head. <laughs> oh, so like your whole head might be bald, but it but won't be a spot. I don't have spot. like a circle in the back. You know what I mean? Which I'm okay with. Uh, and how you feeling? You feel you feel like yeah. I feel you feel like, like you've lost some. No, I don't feel like I've lost any. I do want to maybe ask the people listening in: <laughs> When is the appropriate time to just shave my head altogether? And maybe we can discuss this for a minute. Are, are you certain that you will one day? No, be that's bald? the problem. I have a little bit of receding hairline. Like yeah. I have one. I've I've had one for like five years. Yeah. And, but my hair isn't getting thinner. Mm-hmm. It's just that that receding line is there. Um, I, I even brought it up to my wife. Like, should I just shave my head and get it over with? She's like, no, don't shave your head because what if it doesn't come back? <laughs> so at what point do you finally just say, call it quits and just give up on give up on the hair? Like, uh, at what point do you think it, it's a need to be? Because you see some people who won't give up on it. Yeah. And it just, it's like, man, stop clinging to that. Just, And maybe I can't speak to that because I've not gotten to that point. Maybe it's pretty, I'm sure it's just an and insecurity when you get to that point. Like, man, I yeah. used to have this awesome hair, and now I'm nothing. <laughs> I feel similarly like <clears throat> I've seen a lot of, like, it's very trendy. I don't know. I'm trying to fa- phrase this kindly. <laughs> a lot of times when women get older than a certain age, they just, like, chop off their hair. Mm. They're like, I'm done with hair. What's so maybe it's a similar thing. Like, at what point do you just decide? So I talked I'm to done a, with hair. I talked to a guy who is bald now, and he has a beard. Like, grew a beard out, and he's he's bald, but he used to have a, a lot of hair. Mm-hmm. Caleb? And, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, Caleb Harrison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this is a guy new in Kentucky, and okay. I told him, "Man, I'm afraid I'm going to go bald. My dad's bald, and whatever." Mm-hmm. And I said, "What are the?" And we had had this conversation. Like, what's the stages to? getting rid of your hair mm-hmm. i was like i think i would just shave it all like once i notice it's not there or like thin like when, once you're left with no choice yeah like once i get out of bed in the morning and my hair doesn't look right i don't know does that make sense mm-hmm. anyways i said I'll just you're not it. gonna pull a george and keep a cul-de-sac yeah no my dad my dad had a cul-de-sac my whole life growing up i think you should rock the cul-de-sac no bro what the heck <laughs> I would not be able to. I couldn't. Well, I'm not gonna say. It'd not. be 90s, man. <laughs> like get it nice and thick on the sides. Like, how hipster would you look skateboarding with a cul-de-sac? Oh, that's awful. I would never want that. And you could go as George for every Halloween party for the rest of time. I just couldn't do it every day. Stands up. <laughs> um. But he said it has to be in stages. Like, you can't just shave it all. You got to go short, mm. and then you kind of do, like, a little faux hawk thingy, and then it's a little spike. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to do a comb over. I'm the guy that would just shave it all off. But then I'm worried my, my head is going to be disproportionate or weird looking, you know? <laughs> not everybody has a nice head. Yeah. And what if I got freckles and, like, birthmarks under there I don't know about? Oh, yeah. And I shave it, and it's like, I oh. got I got a big old mole right here. Never been removed, huh? No. It- Are you nervous because... Your, it'll take out your follicles as well. 
I just feel like if I shaved my head, it'd look really weird. There'd be a big old mole on the top of it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I, that's what, uh, anyways, I'm not likely to have a bald spot, which is nice. That's good. Next one. Um, likely to have cheek dimples or not? Mm, no. You're right. No, di- and I don't have any dimples. Uh, this one, I don't know if you had this one on yours. Uh, slightly, am I like cilantro taste aversion? I'm going to say slightly higher odds. Of dislike? Of disliking cilantro. That's right. What were you? Same. Yeah, I don't like my, cilantro. I, lo- I love cilantro, but my dad does not like cilantro. Yeah, like I can taste it in salsa or like in a rice, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't like this. It tastes like soapy, right? Yeah. 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 Is that part of what it talks about in here? Uh, I don't know. I know d- that? I just, I just know that that's like yeah. something like half the population thinks cilantro tastes like soap. Yeah, maybe that's where I'm at. Yep. Uh, cleft chin. Have or not have? I don't know what that is. Mm, I don't think you have a cleft chin. It's like a, like Jay Leno's chin. Oh, like sticks out really like far? Like the butt chin, where it's <laughs> got like the, the oh, line like the in, the thing middle. in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Likely to not have that. Dandruff? Yes? No? Uh, slight increase. Yeah. 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 See, we're so genetically alike. Yeah, I get it. I do get it sometimes. I'll notice it if I go a long time without washing my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, earlobe type. I mean, D- you can see detached. what mine are. Yeah, they're detached. Likely to have detached. Hair loss. This one, early hair loss. Hmm. Yes or no? Yes. Likely to have no hair loss. Oh. See, y- you don't need to shave your head, I man. I might be okay, right? I think you're okay. Mine is also likely no hair loss. Yeah, but you have a nice, good hairline. Thank you. I mean, you got a little widow's peak going. A little bit. I think that's, that's just not, my, that's my hairline, ba- though. That's yeah. I mean. It's not balding. Yeah. Yeah, I like your hair. I've always liked your hair. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, See, we're a podcast about friendship. <laughs> we could be honest. This one was odd. I don't know why it matters, but earwax type. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna say you got chalky earwax. Wet. Likely oh, okay. to have wet earwax, but I don't know. I don't really know what would differ. My, mine's wet too. Okay. Like, is it all? Does it get all clumpy and dry, or like when you stick a thing down there and, and, and swirl, swirl it around, around? It's just kind of like it's jelly, like, looking. like a wet, sticky. Yeah, that's what it's like. Yeah. But sometimes I can get like a good chunk out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eye color, which you can see my eyes. So you, brown. You know, yeah, brown or hazel. <laughs> nice. Uh, fear of heights. Mm, I don't know. What are you? I'm more likely than average to be afraid of the heights. Really? Are you afraid of heights? I am. I don't like being a pie. Interesting. Now, if if I'm like in a roller coaster or something, it doesn't bother me. But yeah. if I'm like standing on an edge, or like on a mountain, I'm not unless it's like a cliff. Yeah. Like stand at the Grand Canyon. What the about day, like climbing just, a ladder? No. The other day, like I like it the, doesn't scare you, or you're not going to climb the ladder. No, I'll climb the ladder. Like the okay. one that goes up into that little, the riser room at yeah at Avondale. That doesn't bother me. Okay. But the other day, I had this thought: like, man, what if I went to the Grand Canyon with Malachi and he was two? And he didn't listen and just ran off the edge of the great canyon. <laughs> oh my god. Like, <laughs> like how awful would that be? And I was like getting anxious thinking about it. That's maybe that has nothing to do with it. Finger length ratio. Um this one see. might be kind of hard. Like which one of my fingers mm. supposedly should be longer? Uh, so it's 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 your um what what it's measuring, I believe is your pointer finger versus your ring finger. Like which one's longer? Yep. So which one sticks out further? So like that or like that? Because your middle finger will always be the longer one. Yeah, so the, this Longest is... One. I see what you mean. So it looks like you're like like me, where your ring finger is longer than your pointer finger. Yep, that's what it says too. 
Um, I mean, the rest of these are, I'm not going to go through all of them. I did like this one. What do you think my, my wake up time, which we did this for you too. Mm-hmm. Likely to wake up around what time? I'm going to say 6.45. 8.30. Whoa. I'm like never up that late, ever. Very rare. Dang, man. Which I don't, I don't know how they test that. I wonder what that comes from. Me too. Like, is it from that genetic pool of people? The culture that the Mine, genetic pool comes from? I don't know. Mine's 8.50. I thought I would for sure be at least two hours at, ahead of me. Ahead of me. Yeah, later than you. Um, All right. Well, I'm going to pull up uh, Family and Friends. Yes, pull it up, and we can take a look. It's kind of cool. I like I liked looking at it. I think that was the first thing I opened. And if you have taken 23andMe and you know us, Add us on the connections. We would love to. (laughs) All be intertwined somehow. Let's uh, take a look. We do not detect shared DNA between you and Justin. We are not secret cousins. It's all right, though. It was good while it lasted. Oh, but it's only within the last four generations. So we could go back even further. We could go back even further. Never know. But the last four generations, no crossover. Oh, here, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't go any further. Did you already see the Neanderthal part? No. Okay, don't look at it. Okay. So your variants, you had 295 variants of Neanderthal, which was more than 80% of people who have been on 23andMe. Yeah. So you have more Neanderthal traits. Than 80%. Long arms, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I'm at for my variants and, and either or per- percentage? I'm going to say the percentage, and I'm going to say it's 85%. Wrong. Well, I'm sh- assuming you weren't going to get it right on. I am... <laughs> I have more variants in Neanderthal than 97%. Of 97. <laughs> <laughs> so I have 322 variants. You're of 97% Neanderthal. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. More. I don't know how. I think we should phrase that. You're 90%. <laughs> I'm 90- that should be the title of the episode. 97% percent percent chance. Neanderthal. So I have 322 variants. I didn't know where to find those variants anywhere. I don't think they that it lists it it out directly. Okay. <laughs> We're both 100% European. Our maternal halo group is not the same, but our paternal one is. And uh, if you go in and look at those halo groups or, or haplogroup, haplogroups, it tells you who you rela- who you have your gene where it where it would come from. Mm. Like who okay. it, who's it back to? So for my maternal side, the cheddar man also had my genetic whatever. Who? The Cheddar Man. Who's the Cheddar Man? He was first discovered in 1903 in Cheddar George, Somerset, England. The Cheddar Man is Britain's oldest complete human skeleton. Researchers have dated his bones back to 9,000 years ago when the Ice Age ended, but farming technology had not yet made its way across the continent. Unfortunately for the Cheddar Man, a bone lesion above his right eye shows he like he had a bone infection. I don't know what he did, but that's just someone he's... I'm related that it draws my genes back to paternally. We have the same one, the Uniel King or something. Where do you see the Uniel? The Uniel dynasty is one that our paternal gene code is, is traced back to who was from Northern Ireland and Scotland. So you buried the lead as listeners might remember, uh, my muscle composition is that <laughs> of an elite power athlete. Oh, mine isn't though. Yeah, you are have an uncommon. I know what the heck to elite power. <laughs> I'm 
bro, you got to get on my level. <laughs> you probably have some untapped power in there. That's right. <laughs> Imagine you could be playing for Chelsea right now and just loving every minute of it. <laughs> I did. So they do have some Neanderthal traits in here. Oh, they do. Straight hair, less likely to sneeze after eating dark chocolate, less mm. back hair, your height. But I don't have any of the variants for any of those things, which is kind of odd. Well, that's pretty exciting. I'm glad that <laughs> your DNA made it to the place. Finally. Did it they took forever. Did they destroy the sample? They didn't tell me they did. Did you try to change it? I didn't. Oh, so okay. they probably they probably did. But yeah, I was super pumped when I saw it finally on my tracking thing. It took forever. You know, they finally got it after like a week and a half or something. And I wasn't supposed to get my results until April twenty seventh. Ooh. So they came like they really, hurried them really early. So yeah. We're not related, but it was a great great thing to do. My wife killed it. And now but I want her to do it now. Yeah. And, so you can uh, compare. So we can compare. Yeah. She is not gonna be a hundred percent European. No. She's Hispanic. Well, from Spain. That's where her family lines mm-hmm. come from. Which is I'd be interested in Katie doing it too. It'd be neat. We could get all four of us on there. There's got to be a relationship somewhere. (laughs) Someone's related. All right, before we get to our next little piece of follow-up, which I'm really excited to share with you, I just want to take a moment to encourage more people to continue to write your questions to ask2justins at gmail.com. Doyle, do you have any questions (laughs) in life going throughout your day? Always. Do you know what to do with those questions? Never. But now I know. But now you know. All you have to do is pull out your phone, open up your mail client, type new message to ask to justins at gmail.com. Put in all of your questions there. Send them in. There's no limit. There's no cost. You can send as many questions as you want, and we will get to them. We will answer them. Yes, we will. Ask two Justins at gmail.com. All right, Doyle. During the Timmy Ham episode, we started a minor controversy by talking about mixing the peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And then that evolved into talking about how do you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, which then the last episode, we got a instagram tag which tag us on instagram you can find us under the name two justins Mm -hmm. and we got a tag while we were recording of somebody trying to make a peanut butter jelly sandwich and asking how to do it Mm -hmm. to which we tried to answer that question on the air which is also a question that you could have sent to ask two justins at (laughs) gmail.com see it all ties in but i've got some complaints Two different people have reached out to tell me how we are wrong about our... Our peanut butter and jelly making. Yes, about how we're wrong about how to make and solve the solution to solve the problems that arise when making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Who are these two people? Are they credible? You don't have to say who they are. Yeah. Do I know them both? I I will keep their their identities anonymous. (laughs) Um, But... I do have two recordings of people. Did they leave you a voicemail? With the their complaints. So 
without further ado, here is the first one, and I will drop the audio clip into the actual podcast so everybody can hear it. Okay, the proper way to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like I said earlier, the awesomeness of PB&J is the simplicity of the sandwich. That makes That's what makes it taste so good. So you take a single knife, you lay out the two pieces, and then you have to be really strategic about the bread that you grab. You can't grab, like, the front end and the back end. You have to grab two pieces of bread that are back-to-back. You have to open them up like a book. You take a single knife. You dip it into the peanut butter and you spread. When you're done spreading, I preferably start with the right piece of bread, just right to left. When you're done spreading, you don't lick the knife. That's disgusting. You don't do that. You save your resources. You, on the edge of the peanut butter jar, jar, skim the peanut butter off well. It's a flat edge, you know, on a flat edge, it works out great. And then you dip that same knife into the jelly and you spread a ridiculous amount of jelly and then you close it up. That's how you make a proper peanut butter and jelly sandwich. None of this honey and peanut butter crap or lick the knife nonsense. It's that simple. Been doing it since I was like five. First off, what's up with that music that's in the background? We're, I, I've heard it before, and I, the whole time he was talking, I could not figure out what that's from. Uh, it's in the courtyard at work. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's just the background music. Yeah, it's like Skyrim background or something. It's like a total, like walking through the countryside. Uh, uh, second thing, uh, when you scrape that knife on the peanut butter jar, it's not a straight edge. It's a curved edge of the peanut butter jar. So there's always going to be a little bit of peanut butter that does not come off the knife because the curved edge with the straight edge, there's a gap. There's a little bit of there's a gap. a little gap. Anyways, I think, well, so, I, I made a peanut butter and jelly today. I did okay. for my daughter. She asked for that for lunch before I came over here. Mm-hmm. All the things that he did, I, I did do when I made my peanut butter and jelly. Okay. Except, why would you start with peanut butter? The peanut butter is like sticky. It's going to be harder to get the peanut butter off the knife. If you did jelly and you were going to wipe it on the bread, mm-hmm. you could easily get more jelly off of it than the peanut butter off the knife doing it the other way. I still feel like we're running into an issue. <laughs> Of wanting peanut butter on both both pieces of bread. What's the issue? You're the only person that wants it like that. <laughs> <laughs> that did not explain what peanut butter on both pieces it, of I bread. Think, I think it's a legitimate complaint. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Right when that person started talking, I knew who it was. But he's anonymous. Uh, cannot share. You have another one? I do, I do have another one. Do you, do you have any more thoughts? No, um, I, I think it was fine. I, I, I don't know who would ever start peanut butter. And maybe you can respond if you're listening. You know what? We're going to do a poll. We'll do something we'll with do peanut an, butter and an jellies. Instagram stories poll. We'll do a poll on Instagram stories to see where people are at. We'll do it on Twitter, too. And we'll put it, we'll put it both on there, and we'll, we'll review the, 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 the answers for it. But and, and we're happy to make peanut butter jelly time. A part of our thing. A, a, a continuous part of our... Oh, that'd be... So if... If you have any peanut butter and jelly follow-up, what you can do is record yourself on your phone, keep it concise, keep it like a minute, record yourself on your phone, use uh, voice memos or, or another app like that, and then email that audio file to ask2justins.com. Ask2justins at gmail.com. Thank you. <laughs> Email that file. I don't know where ask2justice.com is going, but send them in, ask2justice.gmail.com. We want to know how you make a peanut butter and jelly. Maybe we'll make it your way on our show one day. 
Oh, ooh, yeah. We'll make it a part of the peanut butter and jelly time. If you send in a request to say this is the way you make it, maybe, just maybe, we'll make it on the show live and eat it and see taste what we test. think. Taste test. Taste test your recipe. And we'll give it a yay or nay. <laughs> All right. So uh, the second follow-up for peanut butter jelly time that we have, uh, again, I will protect the identity of this person. Do I know who it is, though? You, but do I know? I want to try and guess before I hear it. Who do you think it will be? Justin Osowski. We'll see. Ready? So I have solved the dilemma to the peanut butter and jelly issue. What you should do is get squeezable jelly. Then you just apply the peanut butter with your knife, and then you squeeze the jelly on the bread, and then you can just use the same knife, and you don't even have to worry about licking and reusing. You can just spread it on your sandwich, and then you're all done. Okay. (laughs) First thing, that just seems lazy, number one. (laughs) Number two, nothing is ever better in a squeezable jar. Do you use mayonnaise out of a squeezable thing? Yes. For real? We we have uh, <laughs> I just love that it's just like yes. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what brand it is. It's like the olive oil based mayo. Mm. Um and it's in a squeezable container, yes. I use the jar for mayonnaise. I even like the jar of ketchup better, where it comes out and it's not squeezable. It's like an actual open mouth that you can then spread with a knife. I don't like ketchup. At all? No. What about like homemade ketchup? Like, have you ever had, like, gone to a restaurant and it was, like, a homemade ketchup that was a little more thick and kind of chunky? So I am a sucker for, like, any time a restaurant is making their own condiments. Mm -hmm. I am all for that. I want as many homemade condiments in my life as possible. But not ketchup. Um, I think you would appreciate it. I wouldn't rule out enjoying a homemade ketchup, but... Ketchup is not my condiment of choice. Ever? No. Hot dog? Mustard? No. Uh, hot dog, I would do uh, barbecue sauce. That's basically ketchup with more brown sugar. Mm-hmm. It's okay. better. I see here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to that. Uh, I've never used jelly out of a squeezable thing. Then how do you know it's not not just, better? I'm just not a fan. <laughs> just... I, like, I like, and plus, the kind you buy in a squeezable thing... I'm not passing off any judgment on jellies. <laughs> but you can't get my kind of jelly in a squeezable, <laughs> a squeezable thing. So, so your preferred jelly brand... <laughs> is in a jar. Is in a jar. A small jar. It's kind of annoying. We go through like a jar of jelly every week. Dang. It's like a little seven ounce or eight ounce little thing. You should write them and see if you can like buy a wholesale size thing of jelly. jelly. <laughs> a gallon bucket. Yeah. <laughs> we go through jelly. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that one? Since you know that person pretty well. I definitely use a squeezable container for my honey. Okay, that's different. I, I'm not I'm not putting the honey in a jar and using the li- weird little <laughs> ladle wooden like the wooden thing with the slots. See, those are cool though. Why wouldn't you do that? It seems like a lot, a lot of work. <laughs> Who am I? Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> uh. So I think that there are merits to what they're both trying to solve. And I think what's hard is what what are we trying to solve? We're trying to solve different different problems here. Are we trying to minimize cleanup or trying to make the best peanut butter and jelly? I think it's a little bit of both. So so we're just looking for the definitive this is obviously how you make 
Yes. A PB and J. Yes. Does that make this wait? So you're out. Because you eat peanut butter and honey, you don't even know what's going on here. I was going to say the problem with that is is my definitive PB and J. But maybe is that's a PB your PB. Like that's your thing though. I think it's okay. So it, does it have to be applicable for both the PB and H and PB and J? What did you just call it? The PB and H. <laughs> uh, I like peanut butter and jelly and honey. I think yeah, it has to be applicable for both. Okay. The hard part about that is like I like jelly on my peanut butter and jelly. That kind of comes through the bread on the outsides, like it's a lot of jelly, like like out through the edges. Yeah, like when I bite it, mm. and then when I get to the end, like there's that little corner piece left with jelly kind of coming out through the top. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite. But with honey, I wouldn't want that because it's all sticky and they go yeah. in my hands. Also, another thing with honey I've noticed is if you don't put the peanut butter on both sides, this is the only way that this would be an acceptable thing. If you're using honey, because the honey seeps through the bread mm-hmm. and makes it all hard and like crystallized. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yes. This so is... that's the only way that you would ever double side your peanut butter. You would never do that with jelly. You definitely, I, I, I would say you can double side your peanut butter. But you're not doubling the jelly. The peanut butter is the star here, man. <laughs> the peanut butter is the star. <laughs> so if. You, listener, want to send in how you make or how you can solve the peanut butter and jelly problem. Uh, the details we, we want, as many details as you can send us. We want to know what bread you're using. We want to know what peanut butter oh, you're yeah. using. The bread is a key, key factor, too. Yeah. We want to know what you're using jelly-wise or honey-wise. We want to know the order that you're putting on the ingredients. We want to know how much dishes you're making from this. We want to know all of the costs, all of the benefits. And all the cons. I don't know if you call it a con. (laughs) All the downsides. (laughs) The cleanup. Yes. I don't know what you call that. Not a negative. All the pros, all the cons. There you go. (laughs) Speaking of bread, uh, do you like white bread? When was the last time you had a slice of, like, a piece of white bread. I feel like that's becoming a foreign... I don't know. A foreign food item. Like, that's not around any... Like, when you go to a restaurant, everything's based on wheat. I mean, if I go to, like, Jersey Mike's or something, I'll, yeah, I'll get like the white bread. Yeah, that's like a French roll, though. I'm talking, yeah. like, a white... Like a regular white... White slice of toast. Not sourdough. Like a white piece of bread. Hmm. The non-sourdough... Wonder white piece of bread. The only place I can know, like, other than, like, at the grocery store, which we don't typically buy just white bread Mm -hmm. other than that the only place i know that you can definitively get white bread is rudy's the barbecue place oh yeah they get they give it to you you can just get a slice of it yeah it's like in those things yeah i forgot about that that's the one one spot i i've been working my way through the sopranos the tv show okay (laughs) and uh when i'm not when mercedes isn't home i can't watch game of thrones without her because then she's all angry so I've been watching The Sopranos to get me through until she gets home or, you know, she's done with whatever. Uh-huh. And the episode I watched a couple days ago, uh, the whole family was eating ham and cheese sandwiches on white bread. Mm. And in my mind, I was like, man, I, the way it looked, the way they were holding it. I don't know if you remember white bread was, it's very like, if you make a, if you press on it, it stays. Mm-hmm. When you take a bite of it, it always has your teeth marks in it. Yep. If you squish it into like a, a ball. ball, it stays in a ball. Yep. So they were holding it and it just looked all not deformed, but like flat almost. Mm-hmm. And part of me was like, man, I miss, I miss a white bread. 
I, it, it sounds so stupid, but in my, I was going through all the things I remember as a child eating white bread, mm-hmm. whether on a PB and J or on a sandwich, the way it tastes, all those things. And uh, we don't buy white bread, but that's the only reason why I asked. If you ever get white bread anymore, or if you've seen the white bread anywhere in Rudy's, I didn't know. I forgot that Rudy's had it. Yeah, yeah. And I, even, I haven't been to Rudy's in a while either. Yeah, we we like at the bare minimum what we usually get is like a honey wheat mm. you know have you had dave's killer bread huh oh that's the one with all of the like 21 grains yeah you yeah you can buy it at costco in a two-pack for like seven bucks mm. man it's the best bread see the problem with with bread is no matter when we buy it we almost always like don't Throw use half out yeah don't use it before it's all like hard or, or moldy. moldy so like costco is not the place for us to buy milk or bread or, or eggs do you guys drink milk or almond milk we drink milk, okay, but but just we just don't drink it fast enough, yeah, before it expires. Yeah, you should try Dave's Killer Bread sometime. They sell it at Fry's or anywhere too. Mm. They have all different kinds. They have a honey wheat, Dave's Killer Honey Wheat. They do yeah. bagels. They do all sorts of different things. Mm. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. I like a good bread. Yeah, like a nice. I like toast. I love making toast, mm. especially toast with good. sourdough. I love sourdough bread. Yeah, sourdough French toast. Man, Ooh. so I like making sourdough toast. Mm-hmm. And then I fry an egg, and I put cheese on top of the egg, and then I flip it onto the toast, mm. and then I put hot sauce on top of it, and then I just eat it like a whatever. It's like the best. a little frittata? A little frittata. <laughs> what, what is a frittata? It's like an egg thing. It has nothing to do with toast. <laughs> a frittata is like an egg that you bake it in a dish. Okay. Not like a casserole, though. You do it on the stovetop. Okay. And you, you put your eggs in, in like an omelet. You put all your things in there. You put mm-hmm. your eggs on. But instead of flipping it like an omelet, like flipping half, like making it a half and then flipping mm-hmm. it like that, you just keep it whole. And you have to use two spatulas. And you flip the whole thing. And it flips. Mm. And then you serve it like a pie. You cut it into slices. Interesting. It's a Hispanic dish, a Mexican dish. Nice. Yeah. What is <laughs> what is the definitive way of, of making toast? Oh, that's a whole nother. Well, I don't know. In my opinion, I like lots of toasts, right? We went out to brunch last Friday. Where you going for brunch? Uh, we love going to First Watch. You drive all the way to First Watch? Mm-hmm. First Watch is great. Is it an Anthem? Uh, there's one in Anthem. There's one in, in off of like Beardsley in the 101 oh, or okay. Union Hills. Oh, in the where the good egg used to be. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, But we love going to, to First Watch, and we always... We, we almost always get the same thing, like a skillet hash and then like uh, French toast, and we split them. The skillet hash comes with a piece of toast that is just delicious. It's like this multi-grain bread. It's toasted. It's got butter, and then it's got... How do they toast it? You, you put like a marmalade. I think they toast it, and then, I don't know, in a toaster. I don't know. And then you put like the marmalade on top. Mm-hmm. Marmalade? Well, marmalade and jelly are two different things. Yeah, I don't think uh, no. I think jam, it's, I think jam, it's, jelly, marmalade are all different. I think it's like preserves, actually. Is okay, what so it all is. four of those things are yeah, different. Yeah. That should be another topic of discussion. What's the difference in jelly, jam, <laughs> marmalade, preserve? I, I, if you know, right to ask like to orange justice. marmalade, orange marmalade. My dad used to always eat, and I didn't like it. Yeah, interesting. But I bought like an apricot or a peach marmalade. Yeah, that was pretty good. They were great. So I'm just saying this to establish that I like all kinds of toasts. My favorite way, and this might get a lot of <laughs> a lot of feedback, my favorite way of making toast. So you take the bread, you put the butter on the bread right off the back. 
This reminds me of Sandlot, the movie, when he's talking about making a s'more. <laughs> you cook First the mallow. You, ma- <laughs> you cook the mallow. Anyway, sorry. You take the bread. Mm-hmm. You put the butter on the bread. Yeah. You put the bread in the toaster. Oh. It's a little messy. You got to make sure you have a toaster that has the pull-out tray that you can clean well, real well. So you're talking about a toaster oven. You could do a toaster oven. But you put it in, and you let it get toasty with the butter on it. Then you pull it out, cinnamon sugar. That is my definitive favorite way to eat toast. Favorite way to eat toast. Okay. What it gives you is one side of the toast gets nice and golden brown and crispy and toasty. The other side is this soft, gooey, buttery, delicious. How does the butter not seep down the toast? It just it soaks in enough. Some of it does drip off. It soaks in enough that it stays it stays in the bread. Okay. In like Three quarters of the bread is just this ooey, gooey, buttery, sugary. Ugh, so good. See, I could be down with that. We uh, cook French loaf. Like when we make steak dinner, steak and potato and salad and vegetables, we mm-hmm. always make a French loaf of bread with it. Like homemade? No. Like we buy a French loaf. Oh, okay. But I was I, like, we, dang, always, bro. we always slice it, butter both sides, put it back together, wrap it in foil, and throw it on the grill. Ooh. So we've always done that. So I can get behind putting some butter on Ooh, toast like that. That sounds and good. Like that, because then you get it all cooked together. The yeah. butter just like seeps all around. Everything. The, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Sometimes I do some garlic salt on there and then put it back together. <laughs> Making me hungry. So, man, this is a good, good discussion. I feel like this is going to be a prolonged discussion over time. Peanut butter and jelly time. Peanut butter and jelly time. Doesn't have to always be about peanut butter and jelly, but we would like your (laughs) peanut butter and jelly feedback. Please, please. All right. Well, on to our main topic, and uh, we thought it would be fun uh, to do something that we've done before where we pick our favorite of something. So we did sitcoms. Yeah, we did our, our Desert Island sitcoms. Um, we did books one time. We did books. So this time we wanted to do movies. But instead of just <laughs> doing any old movies, we thought we would m- narrow the category down to to be very specific so that it would force us to really dig deep and, and really think critically about which movies we were selecting. That we'd have to watch forever. Yeah, Desert Island. We're going to Desert Island. There's only uh, three movies that we can bring, and those movies have to be rom-coms. Romantic comedies. I didn't know what that meant until August. <laughs> I didn't know what a rom-com was, but romantic comedies. Yeah. So I think we should start from the bottom. I'll share my third. You share your start third. Start from three. I yeah. I think that'd be good. I think that'd be good. Um, I'm curious to see what... I feel like every time we do this, uh, our take on what that means, sitcoms, mm-hmm. whatever, some disagreement. Yeah. So so here, let me give you a little insight into my process. I was laying in bed this morning. This is why my phone was at 67%. <laughs> had, a, had a process to go through. Um, <clears throat> looking through lists after lists of, of rom-coms. I was like, top rom-coms, best rom-coms, favorite rom-coms. And just man, looking, you shouldn't have looked at any lists. You should have just off the top of your head thought about, man, these are the three rom coms that I like to watch. I already knew what my my one was, um, mm-hmm. but I wanted to see what what was out there. What was out there? Try to jog the old memory. <laughs> and so here's a list of things that were listed as rom coms that I'm saying 
do not qualify, get them off the what list. What if mine are on there? Don't share it yet because I want to share mine without having any like You already have your list. I do you, have my list, but def- you're gonna share what they are and what if they're on there. Okay, go ahead, share your list. That's fine. Okay. I'm not gonna retract anything I put on my That's list fine. based off of this list. That's okay. fine. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay. I think it's a great movie. It's it's maybe my favorite comedy movie. I don't think it's a romantic comedy. Okay. Because I think the idea. Let's just save this though. Let's just keep going through the rest. <laughs> did I did I hit one? You did your first one. <laughs> How do you not think that's a romantic comedy? <laughs> that's actually it's my third. That's my third. Oh my god! So gosh. you can just start with okay, that. Okay, yeah, we'll start there. How can you not say it's romantic comedy? Uh, I don't think the through line is romance. The whole thing is romance. Two different lines. I think it's. I think it's ultimately a story about him finding himself outside of his relationship with Sarah Marshall. I don't think it's about the relationship. I could see that, but the whole thing and is romance. I love forgetting Sarah Marshall. I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying the whole thing has romance littered, not even just his character, but the other characters. But I feel like it's a means to a different end. Like, the romance isn't the end goal. Goal. Then why does it end with the romance? Because they both ultimately get what they want, but they only got there... Through obstacles. They that Like, it was about them dealing with other things than romance. Well, not them, just him. Ma- ma- mainly him. I think... Uh, you think she had some issues? Mila Kunis? I think Mila Kunis <laughs> had some stuff she was working... Okay. So we can get okay. Go no, ahead. no, I. I don't want you to retract what you what you're I'm, saying. Here. I'm now retracted. <laughs> Just like, so I didn't even put them on the, this list. But like, uh, <laughs> like, um, forty year old virgin. Yes, I would not say that's a romantic comedy. Oh no, me either. I think this is closer to forty year old virgin than to a rom com. Okay, we can keep going. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying, though? I do. I do. Okay. You disagree? Yeah, I looked up what romantic comedy is. I'm going to read the definition real quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead and read Which the definition. Which is probably going to, maybe it's going to kick me in the back before I get done reading it. But romantic comedy is a genre with lighthearted, humorous plot lines centered on some romantic ideas, such as how, can true, lo- how true love is able to surmount even amongst most obstacles. One dictionary definition is a funny movie, player television program that has a love story ending happily within it. So it's defined as a funny movie or play or anything <laughs> with a love story wrapped around inside mm-hmm. of it. That's what I would define Forgetting Sarah Marshall as. I would say Forgetting Sarah Marshall is a movie about a guy whose entire identity is wrapped up in Sarah this Marshall. girl that he loves. And when she breaks up with him, he wants to figure out what life still looks like, goes to Hawaii, discovers that she's there at the same hotel as him, and has to work through it in a very direct way. While falling in love with this other girl. But I think the important part, whether or not Mila Kunis, whether or not they get together, like the important part is he made his Dracula musical at the end. <laughs> and if you've, uh, never see, if you've never seen this movie... First I was a fool. <laughs> if you've never seen this movie, oh, it's so good. Uh, this is going to sound really weird, but but he's making a Dracula puppet 
musical. You should just look it up. If you haven't seen the movie, look up him performing the Dracula musical. Yeah, it's from- so good. And I think that is like the important part of the end of the movie. Is At the end, but that's not even the part throughout. Like, the, that's not even the plot throughout the whole movie, though. That I'm saying, like that is the signifier. Usually, in my mind, romantic comedies like end with like them getting together. You it, did, and that's like the like now things are okay because they're together. Whether or not him and Mila Kunis get together, he's okay now. I think partly it was that at the very end when she. Like, I think he had some, like, she was supposed to be there for him with that. Mm -hmm. And it's not like he was all joyful and happy at the end. He was still somber when he was there changing. You see him naked for the second time. (laughs) And she walks in and whatever. Like, that's when he's truly happy and joyful because she came back, flew across to watch him do this this play in L.A. Mm -hmm. That, like, made everything the best for him. I think it made it the best because he had damaged that relationship because he wasn't dealing healthily with his previous relationship. I feel like it's more of like a, like this could be a one man show told in monologues. <laughs> uh, it's like an internal struggle taking place out in the world with Russell Brand. <laughs> yeah, that character. <laughs> anyway, okay. That's fine. I just love the, that. That's hilarious okay. that that was the first story. It is. That, What's your third now? Now we, you okay. got, Before you finish the list, now you got to go into your third. Okay, I'll go into my third. Um, Crazy Rich Asians. Never seen it. Just came out. You get. You should definitely watch it with Mercedes. Is it good? It's really good. I it, remember seeing previews for it. I remember thinking, like, man, it looks like a good movie. It's hilarious. Is this one of those movies, when I hear that title, I think about a movie like Valentine's Day? Mm. with ashton kutcher there's a bunch of storylines that kind of all going on at the same time yeah no it's not not like like that that. okay so crazy rich asians is like in my mind it is very purposefully saying what are all of the tropes and themes and story plot points and uh what are if we were to take all of the romantic comedies and smash them together, and then distill out a single movie from that. Like, what would be the the notes that we would need to play throughout the entire movie? So I feel like it's like a, a distillation of like it's like a refining process. Yeah, it's like like what is the the ideal perfect rom com, and then they were like, what if we based it in Singapore? And everybody was filthy rich, like richest of the richest of the richest in the world. Is this where like a poor girl comes into that family, though, or it's, something? Yeah. So the the plot is is the main character. She's dating this guy. She she really loves him. Uh, she wants to to get engaged, uh, and he has to fly back home in, for a wedding, and she goes with him. And on the plane, he tells her, oh, so I haven't told you, but my whole family is, like, really rich. And she's like, oh, that's weird. But, like, he doesn't even really explain, like, oh, like, it's, like, the top 1% of the 1% of the 1% of the world. So, like, the bachelor party that he ends up going to is, like, on a private 
freight liner that wow. has been like decked out for like this giant party and like they land a can land a helicopter on <laughs> onto it like you know just out of this world uh wealth mm-hmm. and and it's it's hilarious it is such a funny movie and so it's done so, so worth well. like watching tonight when i get home yeah yeah you and mercedes should definitely watch it i'll have to look it up i, th- I think that's a really good one so what are the themes that, like what are the things that make it a romantic comedy for you like after that distish so that refining process of all these movies going to one one so movie comes out if i were to say if i were if i had to say in a few sentences what the plot of the majority of rom-coms are it's like guy and girl meet they start to get close one does something stupid they get far apart and then it ends with them close together okay like that's the that's the general and it hits all of those type of beats perfectly where it's like like oh we're so in love oh no something's wrong uh yeah mm-hmm. it hits everything every one of those exactly like better than what you would have dreamed possible for <laughs> for a and movie you're like that. this movie pretty pretty high it's it's like and it's your third Simon your first it's like almost it's good. so I would say that with some of the other ones that are on my list and on the list of things that I've written down some of them are definitely more classic or better movies mm-hmm. um some of them I just like more but I feel like if somebody sat down and wanted to make a satire making fun of how rom-coms are but then after they wrote it decided to make it into a real movie a non-satirical movie like this would be it like it's it it just is so aware of itself Mm -hmm. and hits everything perfect i just think i I think everything that it sets out to do it just nails yeah so and it's it's more funny than romantic or is it equally yoked I think it's good. Like I think it's it's balanced. Okay. Um, but I think I think that it's got some really genuinely funny characters and parts in it. Okay. This kind of throws off my next two romantic com- my next two romantic comedies. Okay. Okay. So I say we do two and two, and then before we go to the end, I want to talk more about my method. Okay. Okay. You want me to do my second one? Yeah. Okay. I'm like nervous to tell you because I'm afraid <laughs> you're going to tell me it's not a romantic comedy. Make me feel awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my second is Four Christmases. Have you seen it with Vince Vaughn? I don't think I've seen Four Christmases. It's with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. They're a couple that is not married. They're just engaged. They're mm-hmm. prolonging the process. For Christmas every year, they go away on vacation. They never stay in San Francisco, which is where all their family is. Mm-hmm. All kind of the- like Christmas with the Cranks? Similar. Very similar. Uh, and in this one... Um, their flight gets canceled because of a storm that comes through San Francisco. So they can't leave for Christmas. So they end up having to stay mm-hmm. and they both have separated parents. So they have to spend four different Christmases with each family, mm. each family out of the four being very distinct and different. And through the whole process of the movie, they, they start to realize by going to these families' homes, the, it works and like their relationships almost start to starts to fall apart. Like they start finding things out about each other. They're annoying each other. Their families are mm. annoying each other, all these things. Ultimately, at the end of the movie, well, I don't know if I want to share it because if you haven't seen it, I, I would I would suggest you see it too. Okay, it's a hilarious. Well, it's incredibly funny. I don't know if you like Vince Vaughn. I'm a huge fan of Vince Vaughn. 
Um, a super fan of Vince Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Dang. Do you like Vince Vaughn? Yeah. I like Vince Vaughn in the movies that he's not really popular for. Bad Santa. I don't know if you've seen that. Or not Bad Santa. Uh, Fred Claus. That Fred Vin- Claus. That Vince Vaughn is in. Santa's brother. It's like a really cheesy movie, but it's extremely funny. Hmm. Anyways, uh, so that is my number two is Four Christmases. Nice. Yeah. And through the whole movie, like visiting families, the whole point of the movie, there's other lines that are are drawn in there, like staying connected to family and family's important. And Mm -hmm. hey, you guys don't ever come around anymore. And that's why you're being treated like this, like all this kind of stuff. But through that, him and Reese Witherspoon's relationship is being tested and refined because of these obstacles that they're dealing with. Ultimately, there is a fallout, which you just talked about in your method. Mm -hmm. And then there's a coming back together. And the whole movie climaxes on that of them being together again and whatever so nice yeah that's my number two nice okay my number you haven't seen it because i was curious your take but my number two i almost didn't keep i almost put it in the other list which i haven't gone all the way through of movies that i don't consider Mm rom-coms um but i really really like this movie and katie convinced me after she vetoed another one which i'll talk about soon after she vetoed another one and, and told told me that that I can't use that one because it's not a rom com, um, I decided to add this one back in, into the list. So this one is this one is the big sick. How do you spell sick again? Sick S I C K. Oh, like sick. I haven't seen it. So yeah, the big sick. So um, the reason I didn't put this didn't think of this one as a romantic comedy. I think part of it is. The perspective through which the movie is being told, uh, I think, I think a lot of times when it's told through the perspective of, of a guy, it's easy to feel like it's just a comedy and downplay the romance, mm-hmm. and vice versa. So maybe that's that's partly just my broken perspective of look, looking at these movies, yeah. forgetting Sarah Marshall because it's told through the <laughs> perspective of a guy. Maybe I don't see it as as romantic of a movie because maybe I just can't empathize as yeah. well. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. The Big Sick, it's based on a true story. Camille Nanjiani, the actor, uh, when he met his wife, they started dating. Then she got really sick and all of a sudden was like in a coma for a long time, mm-hmm. for like weeks. This is a newer movie or is it older? Uh, like two years ago. Okay. And so uh, while she was in the coma, like her family like came and like, it's it's like, it's like I feel like it's mainly about the relationship between him and, and the family. Uh but the reason why I ultimately decided to include this in the list is it's basically a true life version of um, while you were sleeping with Sandra Bullock. Never the, saw that either. Like '90s movie where like the guy like she barely even knows him and he goes into a coma and she like falls in love with him while, while he's, he's in, in the coma. coma. How's that happen? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it seems really weird, but then this is like a real life story yeah, version yeah. of it. So, um, yeah. So based on true story, based on their relationship, really funny, really well written. Ray Romano's in it. And, oh, I, like and, like, Ray, I like Ray Romano. I know you do. <laughs> him and Ray Romano uh, are super good together. He plays her dad, um, and so like, and and there's a lot of just like clashing of cultures because he's Pakistani and uh-huh. like trying to. Is Ray Romano Pakistani? No, no, no. The other guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I was like Camille Nanjiani. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, definitely recommend it. Definitely high more up so there. than Crazy Rich Asians. 
uh, I think it's definitely a better movie than Crazy Rich Asians. I don't think it it doesn't it doesn't feel as like I said. I almost didn't even include this as a romantic yeah, comedy. Yeah. Uh, I almost just had it as just like a drama. So, uh, like a or a con- drum dramedy, mm-hmm. like a like a funny serious story. Yeah. Like yeah. funnily written serious story. Yeah. That isn't as much about the romance. Ray Romano, man. I'll definitely have to watch it now that he's in it. <laughs> now that you know he's in it. Side note, I forgot he was in the office. Do you remember this? <laughs> yes, the episode. When he gets interviewed <laughs> and he pulls out his lunch. And he's just uh, eating his lunch during the interview. Yep. Anyways, sorry. That's great. When you said his name, I was like, oh, I just watched that episode too. All Number right. Number one. Number one. Before we go in there, let me just hit some other things I don't think are romantic comedies. Romantic comedies. And let me hit some ones that I left off the list. Okay. So, um, Princess Bride. Okay. Uh, there's something about Mary. Okay. Uh, again, there's a lot of romance there, but I think it's mainly a comedy movie. Mm-hmm. There's something about Mary. Yeah. Um, Meet the Parents. Okay. I think it's it's kind of a comedy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I put most Adam Sandler movies, <laughs> um, even though there's like a romantic there's thread every, one, every single one. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to the exception that I included there, but then Katie talked me off of the list. Um, With Adam Sandler? Yes. Okay. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook and Groundhog Day. Left. I decided I will not consider these romantic comedies. Yeah. Um, could, I, could I guess which one you took off the list that was an Adam Sandler yeah. comedy? Was it Fifty First Dates? That one I would include as a romantic comedy, okay, but that wasn't well. the one that okay. I wanted to include. Okay. Yes, I would say that was one of the that was one of the few exceptions. Ironically, there's another movie I haven't seen. I have, I have two movies I haven't seen that I think I will like whenever I see them. Mm-hmm. That I think are romantic comedies, but I don't know. They're Adam Sandler movies. One of them is an Adam Sandler <laughs> okay. movie, so that's actually I, I wrote most Adam Sandler movies, but there's like three exceptions to the rule. Okay, uh, one's Fifty First Dates. The other one is a Paul Thomas Anderson movie called Punch Drunk Love, uh-huh. which looks really good. I've never seen it. I've always been super interested. I love Paul Thomas Anderson. So, um, and then the other one I haven't seen is When Harry Met Sally. So, and that one's when like, Harry Met Sally. That one's like the classic iconic. Never seen it. Yeah, I've never seen um, that one either. Romantic comedy. So um, the ones that I didn't include, mm-hmm. uh, actually, I won't include the one that I think might be on your list still. So I didn't include, on on my list, these are romantic comedies. I like them, but they didn't make the top three. Okay. I wanted to include Spanglish. Oh, that's not, yeah, never seen it. Um, it's got Adam Sandler in yep, it. Yep, yep. Uh, but Katie vetoed it and said it was not a romantic comedy. So she said she said it was a family drama that was mm-hmm. funny. Okay. So uh Jerry Maguire. Oh. Uh-huh. Great movie. Great movie. And uh Waitress, which is a movie with Carrie Russell never in saw like two thousand seven. I've never seen the movie. That's why I didn't include it on the list. But I've seen the musical and I've heard heard that it's they're great. very yeah. good and okay. the musical was phenomenal. Okay. So I really enjoyed the musical. So I almost included it on the list just for that. But Decided would, yeah, wouldn't yeah. put it in the top three since I haven't actually seen it. Okay. One of the ones you named, I did have in my top three that I removed as well. Jerry Maguire? No. Not one of those ones. Oh. It was one of the other ones that you said are not romantic comedies. Which one? Meet the Parents. Mm. Do you agree that it's not a romantic comedy? Yeah, slightly. Uh, I think romance is a theme. Yeah. Between, and I think it's kind of similar to not as much so as Four Christmases. Because Four mm-hmm. Christmases, the climax is them getting back together. 
Uh, sorry, I just gave away the ending. If you're ever gonna watch it, but and meet the parents. I assumed. Yeah. I assumed. <laughs> meet the parents. That's not. I don't know if that's the goal. Obviously, there's like the falling out of the two. Yeah. But the ultimate goal is that her family, the father, would accept. Yes. Yep. Gaylord. <laughs> <laughs> so I took that one out as well. Okay. I was gonna add, but. All right. So what's your number one? Wedding Crashers. <laughs> Okay, the one I didn't say because I thought you might have it. That on was there it? was Hitch. Okay, but Wedding Crashers. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Okay, why do you think that's not a comedy but a romantic I think comedy? It, well, I think it's a comedy. I think that's a heavy, the heavy theme within it. Mm-hmm. But it, it all comes back to your method, where there's a romance that is kindling, it falls apart, and the main climax of that movie is them coming back together. That's fair. That's fair. If there is other things that at the end of the movie are tied back together to make the movie complete their friendship, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson's, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, whatever else, like there's some other stuff, but ultimately that whole movie, the Vince Vaughn relationship with that girl, that's not even a thing. Mm -hmm. The whole movie is Rachel McAdams and Owen Wilson. Yeah. That's the whole point of the movie. There's all these other things that happen and it's funny. Like this is a really funny movie, slightly inappropriate, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of funny things. Um, but the whole movie is great until there's the fallout when they get discovered. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, crap, like that's, you wanted them to be together. Like that's the, that's what it makes you feel. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, he tries and tries and tries and she's not feeling it and all this stuff, whatever. But then they end up coming back together. And I think that's what makes it the romantic comedy. Cause that's the, that's the, the, the climax of the movie. That's what everybody wanted. That's what you're looking forward to is that romantic piece of him and Rich McAdams. Man, I can't believe that two of your top three movies have Vince Vaughn in it. I know. That's not where I expected this to go. (laughs) So, would you not have put that as romantic comedy? I probably wouldn't have, but I like that you used my own (laughs) logic against me. It's worked against you. (laughs) So, for that, I will let you have it. (laughs) I appreciate Uh, the the vigor with which you you defended it. What about yours? My number one, and this is, I've said that this is my favorite romantic comedy for a very long time. I own it on DVD. It is my copy of the DVD. Uh huh. Oh, it's your copy. Yeah. You bought it. Yeah. I bought it. It is not like we own it and Katie already had it. No, I okay. purchased this. Okay. Do you ever have that argument outside of this conversation, like with other people <laughs> in your family? I have people come to my house sometimes, like, hey, that was like my DVDs. Yeah. Like, that was my DVD, or that's mine, or yeah. the books. My sister has a huge bookshelf, and my Harry Potter collection is on her bookshelf. Yes. And it's mine, but she will not give it back. She keeps it on her bookshelf. So, yeah. That seems like a common thing that happens to a lot of people. But I, um, my mom still says I took their Xbox. Do you still have the Xbox? Yes. Do you ever use it? Uh, not often anymore, yeah. but what were they do? They're not using <laughs> it either. It's not like, like what's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry. Number one. Number one. Fools rush in. Never seen it. Never seen it. No. Nope. Oh, it's that good. You gotta see Fools Rush In, man. Is it old? Is it a classic? It's in nineties. It's okay. Matthew Perry. Uh huh. From Friends, yep, yep. at the height of his like, f- like the the first like two or three seasons of Friends was when Matthew Perry was like the most famous. He was so famous yeah, in the nineties yeah. at that point before he went into rehab for coke. So this yeah. is pre Fat Matt Perry, okay, Skinny Matt Perry, yeah, Fat Matt Perry, not not nearly as funny. Yeah. Coked up Skinny Matthew Perry, really funny. <laughs> so 
it's super We're not condoning that, but I'm just saying. But he was yeah. it, it was a factor. Yeah. <laughs> uh so it's him and Selma Hayek. Okay. And oh, Selma Hayek. Or Hayek, however you say her last yeah. name. She's a great actress. <laughs> <laughs> your your face changed when, when I said Selma yeah. Hayek. Yeah. Um so and I think uh, Katie made the comment that that like this is the life that we're like living. So like <laughs> you and her, no, like 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 both of us oh, are, okay. are like Matthew Perry in our own little version of Full oh, really? Shin. Okay, so like like it's uh, you know Matthew Perry, a white guy. He's like a de- <laughs> like a land developer. See where this is going. <laughs> like he's he's like living temporarily in Las Vegas uh-huh. to like build a casino, and they like meet, and then like Selma Hayek gets pregnant, so they start like a relationship. But then through it, like he meets his whole, her whole big Mexican family, and like <laughs> they like take him out hunting, and he falls into a cactus, and they they like give him like tequila for the pain. Oh, that's so <laughs> like, good! So it's it, a good, it's good. Yeah, it's it's a really funny like classic '90s like silly situations. Okay. Um, yeah. All right, sweet. It ends I'll with have to watch it. it. Yeah, it ends with like a what i think of as iconic rom-com scene okay so yeah i'll have to look into it yeah i think i think you'd enjoy that okay sweet I was going to ask you if you felt like uh, if you felt like Matthew Perry in Fools Rush In, but since you haven't seen it, because yeah. I, 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 I think that. I sometimes feel that feel that <laughs> I think I sometimes feel that way, uh, be, being like the the gringo of yeah. the group. I definitely have felt like that many a times with Mercedes, with Mercedes her, family, with her family. <laughs> but she has like she has the white side of her family too because she's yeah. not full Hispanic. But her dad's side, for sure, 